Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie Murphy, and I am your host. I'm in a really great mood today. I don't feel like I'm in a bad mood a lot, but it's just one of those days where my mood is even better than normal and I'm feeling really good. I haven't told you guys this yet on the podcast. I put it on Instagram, but we got new kitties. Uh, For those of you that don't know, we lost our first two cats, Tofu and Soybean, this last July. And Matt surprised me with two new kitties. And we stuck with the food theme. We named them Anchovy and Sardine. And anchovy is definitely a girl. Sardine, we're still on the fence. We've tried to take a good look. It's confusing. It's it's confusing down there. Uh, but they're the sweetest little kitties, and I'm so excited to have them. I, I love cats. I never thought I would love cats. I didn't think I would like pets, period. Like, I grew up, I had, like, a couple dogs growing up, like, short-term. Uh, we never had, like, a long-term family pet. Well, I guess that's not true. We had a, a dog when I was younger, and then we had to give it away, and then Later on in the dog's life, we got her back. Her name was Belle, and she was a very sweet dog. She was kind of more cat than dog. Slept a lot, uh, minded her own business, and we weren't sure if she liked us. Anyway, I never thought that I would love cats as much as I do, but they are. They're such a great pet. I know like so many people are allergic, and a lot of people don't like cats at all, but I am very much a cat person, and having two kitties again is very exciting. Uh, it's really hard because you don't want to. You don't want to get pets like too soon because obviously we were hopeful that our kitties would come home, but we want to be realistic about it. And also we want to care for little animals again. So that's been a really fun thing that happened these last, I guess that was like two weeks ago. Trying to think of when this episode comes out. I guess three weeks by the time this episode comes out. Anyway, it's been a very, a very bright spot in life lately. Anyway, I wanted to start the episode with love hates, but I couldn't even think of any hates. That's that's where my mood is. That's how good of a mood I'm in today. So I wrote down a few things I'm loving lately, and I thought I would share them with you to start the episode. The first thing that I'm loving, I am loving White Lotus season two. That being said, more episodes have come out since this episode, since like more episodes will come out between this recording and when this episode airs. So maybe something terrible happens. 
But I really liked season one and I'm enjoying season two. Love Aubrey Plaza. Love Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, What's his face from uh, Divergent. I don't know why <laughs> Divergent has come up in both of these ep- or in this episode and last week's. Uh, the I, I'm trying to think. Theo. I have Theo Vaughn stuck in my head, but I, Theo James. Maybe that's his name. Is there a more hot name for a hot British guy than Theo James? Like that is a sexy name. Uh, he's in it. But yeah, I, I really like it. I enjoy I enjoy White Lotus. So that's that's been something I've been watching and really liking. I didn't put that. This isn't officially on the list, but there's also another HBO cooking show for all my fellow like cooking and baking show lovers. There's one that Dan Levy is hosting. Levy, Levy, I never know. He hosts one called The Big Brunch. I started that last night and it seems like it's got good vibes. I'm, I'm liking where it's headed. So that's what I'm watching lately. Really enjoying both of those. The second thing I love, this will surprise absolutely no one. I love Trader Joe's holiday items. I love every holiday item. I don't care what the holiday is. If Trader Joe's has a special item for a holiday, I will buy it and I will love it. However, my fixation right now is those Thanksgiving seasoned potato chips. I hated them last year. I don't know what was wrong with me. I I adjusted my attitude and tried them again. They are so good. They are some of the best flavored potato chips. They literally, I, I genuinely think they're just called Thanksgiving seasoned. Like they're just seasoned with Thanksgiving and they're really good. I always try to make a list of like my favorite Trader Joe's items I know it's not unique that I love Trader Joe's. I know, but I just do. And I I can't stop talking about it. So that's number two on my list of things I'm loving. The third thing that I've been loving this week that I have been participating in is something I like to call trip prep. We're going to New York in a couple of weeks and I love to trip prep. I love to shop, get my cozy clothes for the cold weather. I like to get a new pair of sneakers to walk around. I like to get all my travel sized containers and get everything, you know, sorted and organized. And I love a matching like luggage and makeup bag set, maybe a backpack and a laptop sleeve. Oh my gosh. I love to prep for a trip. I might like it more than the actual trip. Unpacking from the trip is also something that I do like. I don't really know why, but I do enjoy unpacking. I enjoy, I enjoy unpacking. So, uh, yeah, that's been fun to get ready to go to New York. That was number three. Number four, You guys, are we all in love with the morning toast? I love the morning toast. They just joined Dear Media, so we're basically sisters. And I've heard people say that they feel like it is the best podcast on on the air, as it were. And I have to agree. I have to agree. (laughs) This is coming from somebody who has their own podcast. I love the morning toast. I think that the Oshry sisters are so good at what they do. They're so funny. They're so quick. They cover a wide range of topics. Anyway, I watch their TikToks and I listen to the podcast and I do do love me some morning toast. Uh, number five on the list of things I'm loving right now. I mean, this could probably be considered like something that I'm loving slash hating. It's a book I read and it's called Codependent No More. And I don't know if a book has fully kicked my ass the way that Codependent No More has. If you find yourself being codependent or you consider yourself, which by the way, codependency is not liking to spend time with somebody. It's not like, oh, they're my favorite person to hang out out with and I just have to be with them. It's not even like it honestly has less to do with anything like physical, like spending time with somebody or like not being able to go places alone. Like that's not really what codependency is. 
she goes over it in the book. But yeah, it's been very, uh, very productive for me to be aware of my own codependency and also terrible because who wants to look their problems in the face? Not me. But it has improved kind of my my day to day anxiety levels to be able to identify the codependency in them. Anyway, if you identify with that at all, give it a read. The audiobook is painfully dry, but full of a lot of good information. So it's called Codependent No More. The last thing I'm loving, an underrated gem of a shopping experience is Old Navy. I don't know if we have talked about this before. I don't know if I've just let Heather McMahon kind of take over the Old Navy spokesperson position, but I frick with Old Navy in a major way. I think that their stuff is really good quality. They always have good sales. They're always fully stocked. I know it's fast it's fast fashion. I try to stay away from it when I can, but when you need some good staples, their jeans, are you kidding me? They've got great dresses, their sweaters, their workout clothes. Oh, it's all so good. That's where I have been shopping for my New York trip. So these this is kind of a two-for-one special. I've been trip prepping at Old Navy. Anyway, just had to put that out there that I used to feel like an inner shame about loving Old Navy. And now um, I think as I near 30, I'm just I'm accepting a lot of things about myself. And one of them is that I am a codependent Old Navy lover. So those are the things that I'm loving. White Lotus, Trader Joe's, Trip Prep, Morning Toast, Codependent No More, and Old Navy. Oh, I feel like I blew through those quite quickly. Uh, But that's good because we have an amazing topic today. One of my faves. (laughs) I say that every week. (laughs) I say that with every topic. One of my faves. One of your guys' faves. Uh, I just feel like it's, it's one of those ones. There's like a handful that just people really love. And this is one of them. It is small scale drama. Not anything big. Not anything earth shattering. Not anything involving A list celebs or politicians or anything like that. These are the small scale things. It's a lot of family drama, workplace drama, friend group drama. I love to just be titillated by your guys's drama. You guys know I like to be I like to be loosely connected to drama. I don't want it in my life. I don't want to have to deal with any. I don't want to fight with anybody, but I want to know who you're fighting with. I want to know what coworker didn't clock out and is secretly getting more hours than they actually worked. That's the stuff I want to know. So, without any further ado, let's get into our second round, round two of small scale drama. I need someone other than my husband to know this. Bear with me. My family is codependent. Oh, I didn't even notice that I picked a one that said codependent and I was just talking about that. Anyway, my family is codependent on each other to our literal cores. I have my mom, four brothers and a sister, but the depth of our toxic relationships span even further to my grandma and aunts. We know everything about everyone. For the most part, it's entertaining small-scale gossip. However, if something drastic happens and the outcome could affect someone, everyone knows except the person it will hurt. Example, my husband and I were at my sister's house. My brother-in-law walks in with someone that looks exactly like my uncle, yet introduced him just as a friend and oddly says he is friends with my uncle as well. I didn't think much of it until they left and my sister says, he looks like uncle blank, huh? I've seen this grin before and I knew the tea was coming. Long story short, My uncle's mom had an affair and everyone knows that they are half brothers except for them. How? I am not sure. Turns out they're actually good friends. Could you imagine walking around with your best friend not knowing that they're your sibling? I think we all think my aunt should drop that bomb since she is the one that told everyone except her husband in the first place. Would you tell him? Anyway, it makes me wonder what everyone knows about me that I don't know. That is an unsettling feeling. 
if you have information, it's weird that you would not tell somebody information about their life if you knew it, but I digress. Can you imagine the absolute panic that ran through the veins of adulterers when like 23andMe became mainstream? Like you cheated on your spouse in the 80s, you had another kid, and you're probably thinking to yourself, they'll never find out. Who cares? They'll never know. They'll never connect the dots. They'll never meet each other. And now there are literally apps that you just send your bodily fluids to and they can tell you everything about every ancestor and every sibling and every slightly related relative you have that 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 cannot be good for people who cheated on their spouses it does feel like a feels like you know ultimate karma there's a documentary on Netflix i'm sure so many of you have seen it but it's called our father this is a spoiler alert by the way, just skip ahead a little bit if you want to watch it and be surprised, but I'm just going to tell you the premise of it. A woman finds out that her mom, ha- her mom had done IUI to get pregnant and she had actually been impregnated with her doctor's sperm. And there were like dozens of people that he had done this to. I think nearly a hundred people had found out that this doctor had replaced the husband's sperm with his own. How how weird and and sick and twisted is that? So there were people doing these DNA tests, like with 23andMe and Ancestry and stuff. And the girl who knew about it kept getting all of these notifications. Like, one of your siblings has signed up for 23andMe. And she's like, I had to be the one to reach out to them and be like, hey, by the way, your dad is not who you think it is. And your biological father is actually this random doctor. How insane would that be? That, that would be a, a wild time. I do know that I am my father's child because, unfortunately, I have his feet. It's not a great thing. All right, let's continue. I know we touched on Taylor Swift last week about not getting tickets, about how it was a whole mess, but somebody did submit it to the small-scale drama, which, obviously, this is a massive scale. Like, millions and millions of people have been affected by it. The Ticketmaster fiasco, Ticketmaster gate. I want to expound on this a little bit, like this... This whole ordeal of trying to get tour tickets and trying to get in the queue and having a code and, you know, Ticketmaster kicking people out and there was a bunch of people in line. And apparently Ticketmaster had estimated like 1.5 million people to get in the line and there were 14 million. Insane. Then they ended up canceling the the regular sale. It's a whole thing. But I, I want to get into this because I know that a lot of celebrities and a lot of artists care about their fans, of course. Of course, they care about them and they do things for them and they, you know, put out content that they'll enjoy. But in my opinion, I don't think any A-list celebrity is like tethered to reality at all. Like if you are that famous, you have that much money, like that's your lifestyle. I just don't think you're aware of like regular people reality. So when people get on TikTok or on Instagram and they just say, I can't believe, can't believe Taylor would, do, I hate when people call celebrities by their first name and first name only. I can't believe Taylor would do this to us. I can. I can. I like her. I like her. I will always like her. It doesn't make me like her less at all. But that doesn't mean I'm not aware that she's an A-list artist who wants to break records and sell out tours and sell merch and win awards. Like that's that's the point. That's what she wants to do. She wants the biggest arena tour in history. I just don't know. I don't know why some of us still expect celebrities to do the selfless thing. I don't know why we think that they're going to stop using private jets. I don't know why we think they're going to, 
you know, give people their money back for tour sales. Like I, uh, again, again, this doesn't mean that I don't like Taylor Swift. I just don't think that my well-being keeps her up at night. And I think that there are people who do think that their well-being keeps Taylor Swift up at night. But the reality is, is that they're artists, they're performers. They're not our, they're not our siblings. They're not our caretakers. They're doing a job. They're trying to break, break records. And I think that's okay. I think that's fine. I think the Ticketmaster thing is absurd. It screwed so many people out of money and time and they really messed it up, um, which is a huge bummer. And I feel like they should figure it out. I just don't think that Taylor Swift, like, I don't know. I just, do you guys get what I'm saying? Like when people feel personally betrayed, like they feel like their best friend stole a thousand dollars from them. Like that is the level of betrayal that they're feeling. And it's all a business. It's all a business. Can't, can't take it too personally. Feel like I should reiterate again that I love Taylor Swift and I respect the, I respect the hustle and the career, uh, the career that she has and the cash money that she is raking in from this humongous arena tour. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Brightbox. I am giving you so many good gift ideas today. It's actually a crime. And Brightbox is no exception. The best part about Brightbox is that they take all the guesswork out of sending a care package. Sometimes you want to gift something to somebody or maybe they're going through something or they're celebrating something or they just had a baby. All of these different life events and you want to send them a care package, but you don't want to go gather all the things yourself. You don't want to spend all the money to figure out what to put in the box. Sometimes you don't even know what they want. Sometimes you just want to send them something that's already set up for them. And Brightbox is here to do that for you. And in the meantime, making your good intentions a reality and making you everybody's favorite friend. They are the most affordable care packages on the market with curated boxes starting at just $10. There are tons of options with dozens of bright boxes curated for you for a lot of different themes. And you can also create your own totally custom bright box from over 200 of their favorite goodies like fun treats, yummy candles, beauty essentials, pocket crystals, and more. However, you're not even going to need to curate your own box because I already did it for you. I created the Bad Broad Box, and it is a box perfect for a night of self-care. Get it for yourself. Send it to a friend. It's the perfect care package, if I do say so myself. So visit brightboxes.com to check out the Bad Broad Box, and you can use the code BADBROAD for free shipping on any Bright Box. Again, that's brightboxes.com. And you can use the code BADBROAD for free shipping. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Dipsy. You guys know that I'm a big self-care gal. I am always thinking about it, always thinking about what do I need? What do I need to treat myself a little bit? What do I need to do to take care of myself a little bit better? Sometimes it's a luxurious bubble bath. Sometimes it's like a shopping spree, maybe a meal at a restaurant I love. And sometimes it's other needs. Sometimes it's completing a task, if you know what I mean. Are you taking care of all of your needs? Are you really? Are you really getting personal with yourself? Taking care of all of them? Well, now Dipsy can help with that because you can transport your mind to a world where you can relax and treat yourself to your deepest desires. Self-care has never sounded better honestly. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women 
for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. New content is also released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and stories you can read. So let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax, unwind, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of The Bad Broadcast, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash bad. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash bad. Again, that is dipsystories.com slash bad. Okay, let's go on to the next petty, or not petty, uh, small-scale drama. She says, four years ago, I went to Hamilton with my husband and two of my sisters. We were all huge fans of the show, and we were excited to go. Fast forward to January 2022. I'm going to Hamilton again with my husband and my mom. And Oh, my husband and my mom. I tell one of my other sisters that didn't go to the show with us four years ago about it, and she got mad at me for not inviting her. I didn't even purchase the tickets. My husband and I were gifted three tickets and we invited my mom. My sister then tells me she's been mad at me since I went to Hamilton the first time four years ago. She was upset that she wasn't invited. I understand that she felt left out and I re- and I felt really bad about that, but I also thought she hated Hamilton. In fact, we all thought she hated Hamilton. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for making her feel left out because I genuinely hate people making people feel that way. I've also apologized for this before, like two years ago, but she wouldn't let it go. She just got more and more mad at me for it and she wouldn't drop it. I was I was trying to be chill about it, but the more she pushed, the harder it got. Eventually, I kind of lost it and I matched her energy. I told her that I feel left out often and I have for years. I always hear about my sisters doing things together that I don't get invited to and it makes me sad. I expressed that and then told her she was clicky. Oops, that was a big mistake. She got mad at me, which is fair, and I instantly apologized for what I said. The conversation ended pretty quick after that. Also, something that you need to know about my sister is that she loves babies. She's always been a big baby hog, like <laughs> just a big baby hog, like a hog that's a baby. She's a big one. Not important. Like good luck getting a chance to hold the baby if she gets there first kind of thing. If you see old photos of babies in the family and she is there, she is most likely holding the baby. I cannot stress enough how much my sister loves the babies. Two weeks after my sister and I had the argument, my husband and I bring home our first baby. It was especially exciting because we'd been dealing with infertility for years. To this day, my sister hardly even looks at me or my baby. She treats my baby differently than I've ever seen her treat any baby. She is still so mad at me for the argument and is apparently taking it out on me by distancing herself from me and my child. I'm so hurt by it. I've tried to be nice to her, but she always acts like she'd rather not be in the same room as me. I can't believe my sister would behave this way. I always considered her one of my best friends. How little do you have to value a relationship to be done with a person after one dumb argument? I am so heartbroken by her behavior. Well, before I give like some some sassy feedback, I just want to say I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. That uh that is tricky. And I I have to admit, I I don't have sisters, so I don't understand the dynamics of sister relationships, but they seem very hard. They also seem amazing. But yes, they also seem hard. Brother relationships are just not that way most of the time. Not always. I I get that people have lots of different types of relationships with brothers and sisters. But for me, um, my relationships with my brothers are are different and they have their things for sure. 
But the most intense fight I've ever seen my brothers get in was in a heated argument about whether or not Hobbit was a proper noun. That's number one on the list of of bad fights. Every other fight on the list of fights in the Murphy family uh, were either caused or perpetuated by me because I was either losing in a board game or I got made fun of. But if you ask any of my brothers about any of these, there is not a chance that they remember any of these fights except the fight about the Hobbit. Now that's like lore in our family. They're just they're just different. So I feel like, yeah, I just I just feel like sister relationships are different. I do want to say Hamilton is not worth this. If your sister's listening or if you like want to send her this, I just want to point out that Hamilton is not worth it. It's not worth it. If you find yourself mad at someone for not inviting you to a musical about the Revolutionary War, you need to reevaluate the direction of your life. Also, not getting invited to stuff is awesome especially when it's not malicious, which it seems like you did not maliciously not invite her to Hamilton. I love not going to things. Like if a friend randomly got tickets to a concert and they took a different friend who, say, liked the band more, I would spend the night celebrating that I got to stay home and my friends got to go out and have fun. You know what I mean? Hamilton's not worth it. Put that on a t-shirt. Hamilton is not worth this. I also think that family therapy should be a thing. Why aren't more of us going to therapy with our siblings or our parents? Seems like that would be the best way to like get through things very quickly. Uh, just putting that out there. Could be worth it. That That is some logistical advice I can give. Maybe you can invite her to go to a mediation session. Again, hoping she comes around to the, the realization that Hamilton is not worth losing a sister relationship over. Okay, next one. I am a massage therapist. Don't know why I said those words weird. I'm a massage therapist. I prefer my clients to say, stay silent during their time with me other than pressure adjustment check-in slash requests because I'm a big believer that massages are not for chatting. They're for meditating and being with your own thoughts. We rarely have an hour of silence to ourselves. Massages are the perfect time for that. I have a male co-worker, let's call him Brad. It's always a Brad who always chats with his clients during their sessions. Like he initiates the conversation. I hate doing couples massage sessions with him because he's so loud and I know he's ruining my client's relaxing time. One day we had a man and woman come in for a couple's massage. Brad and I were the massage therapists assigned to the couple. I start my massage as I always do by saying, if the pressure is ever too much or not enough, please let me know. Otherwise, you can take this time to check out and relax. I was hoping Brad would take a hint by my wording. Nope. He starts asking his client about what he likes to do, where he works, etc., After about 10 minutes of us listening to their useless small talk, my client, the woman, leans up on her elbows and says, will you guys shut up? That's enough. Boss, move. Brad and his client didn't say another word the rest of the time. It was a glorious silence and my heart was soaring that Brad had been shot down. (laughs) Chatting during a massage or a facial or like any sort of relaxation thing, I feel like, I don't feel like it's like a, a hot take to say I want my massage therapist to be dead silent. There's also something very creepy about somebody oiling up your body and like rubbing the intimate cracks of you and then like asking you what you like to do for fun. Like, sir, your elbow is fully in my glute. I don't think you need to be asking me about like what my plans are for the weekend. I guess also there's some places where it's like up for debate, like if you should be chatting, like maybe at the grocery store checkout line or like in an Uber not massages, not massages. 
Those are the places for silence. Also, I don't know anybody who likes chatting with an Uber driver, but that would probably be because I don't. I don't hang out with sociopaths. So that's why I don't know anybody who likes chatting with an Uber. All right. Next one. (laughs) I'm on the Bad Broad Facebook group page. Somebody posted about their ex-husband blocking her on social media, so she asked all the ladies there to try adding him to see if they could find any details on his social and dating life. The thing is, months before, I had started following him on Instagram and we had talked a little. A piece of me wanted to tell him that she's being a weirdo asking strangers to do that, but I decided against it. But then a week later, she posted something about him having an affair with her aunt. The drama continues and suddenly I'm grateful I'm single. This reading this was a career highlight for me. I also want to say if you're if you're listening and you asked in the Facebook group for people to follow your ex, I don't think that's very weird behavior. I feel like that's girlfriend behavior, you know, like with your girlfriends, not like being the girlfriend of a guy. That's like something you would ask your girlfriends to do. So I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that weird. But the Facebook group does kind of scare me a little bit because Facebook is like the most fertile ground for drama. I don't know why that is. People have a decorum when it comes to Instagram that uh, instantly goes out the window when they get on Facebook. The way I see it, Facebook is where you argue with people you do know. TikTok is where you argue with people you don't know. And Instagram is just where you post things that you want to fight about on your story and scream it into the void and see who will DM you back like an adult. You know what I mean? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Way. All right, gifting season is upon us. We're all looking for the best deals to get all the people we love something amazing. And let me tell you what is a crowd pleaser every single year. I put it in every gift is something from Way. So that's great advice from me, just so you know. But I have even better news because they have an amazing sale coming up. No matter who you're shopping for, there is one sale that you cannot miss out on, and it is the Way Sitewide Cyber Week sale. For a limited time, you'll be able to snag all your favorite products and give everyone on your list the gift of healthy hair this season and save 20% off while you're at it. It would be quite a task to tell you guys what my favorite products are from Way because every time I try a new one, it becomes my new favorite product. They all smell so good. They look so good on your counter or in your shower and the products, the quality is just unmatched. Do you guys want to know a secret? Obviously, Way is a sponsor of the podcast. You're listening to this ad right now. I buy their products at full price. If I'm in a pinch and I can't order the products online and get them in time and I need to go to the store and buy them, I will happily pay full price. But luckily, you can get everything you need during the sale. I love their leave-in conditioner and their detox shampoo. And right now they have their Better Together kit. So you can get both of these products for just $40. So they've got a full-size leave-in conditioner and a full-size detox shampoo, which is a great gift. Or if you're just interested in trying both of these products, it's a really good deal. So slay gift giving this year and save this Cyber Week. From now through Cyber Monday, which is November 28th, go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and get up to 20% off of your favorite products. That's 20% off at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Shopify. Can we talk about notifications for a second? I know that's weird, but I just want to know who is leaving their notifications on these days. Whose phone is not on silent 100% of the time? 
Okay, actually, that one is awesome because that means that you just made another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether your thing is vintage teas or recipes, you can start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll create an online store with your vibe. You can discover new customers and grow the following that keeps them coming back. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted so your business keeps growing. From an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free libraries full of educational content, Shopify's got you every step of the way. I feel like so many of us have dream businesses that we want to start, but a lot of it feels intimidating. And with Shopify, it has never been easier to start your own business. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify, and you will too. When you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Go ahead, try Shopify for free, and start selling anywhere. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, uh, next one. This one's called Battle of the Boomers. My work is in a feud between us young people wanting to be happy at work and the old people getting upset about it. Unpopular opinion, but probably popular among us bad broads. Old people can be some of the rudest and most entitled people out there. Let's talk about corporate old people and how it's a whole new level. I don't think old people like us very much. And it kind of confuses me because aren't we technically their fault? First of all, they brought us here. Okay, that's something we couldn't control. But they're mad about how we were raised, but they raised us. Also, I have a theory. I guess this isn't really a theory. I just have observed that most old people think that their child is the exception to like terrible, quote unquote, terrible millennial behavior. Like they hate all millennials, but then they like have a millennial kid and they're like, but my kid doesn't do that. And it's like, well, your kid just doesn't do it in front of you because they definitely, definitely do it. Uh, you know how many Republican parents have closet Democrats as kids and they just don't talk about it? I would say the majority of re- of very Republican parents end up with a liberal kid. <laughs> and they're just not chatting about that around the dinner table, you know? OK, uh, next one. I work at a doctor's office and a lot of times representatives of prescription companies being in lunch Oh, bring in lunch or treats for us because we use their products. Well, whenever we have leftovers from a restaurant, one of the medical assistants takes all the leftover food home and doesn't leave any for the staff the next day. Trust me when I say she doesn't need it. She has a very nice car and her husband is an orthodontist. One time she took just the giant tub of salad dressing home, but left the huge salad and no one ate it because there wasn't any dressing. One of the PAs at our office yelled at her one time and asked where the treats were in the bag. And she said, oh, I don't know. But because I'm a nosy bitch, I looked in her locker and she hid every treat in there. The doctor we work for does nothing about it either, which is super annoying. Anyway, it's annoying and rude, probably not too exciting, 
but it's the topic of discussion in the entire office. This is something that I miss so much about having coworkers and working in an office and like having a daily group that you see because little things like this become so juicy. Like Carol in the back is stealing the fruit snacks and the salad dressing again. And it becomes like a very important part of your work day. <laughs> it's how we get through corporate America here. All right. Also, can we talk about how workplaces having snacks is used as like compensation for them underpaying you? Like, I feel like companies will hire you and they like will be paying you like a less than average amount. And they'll be like, but we go to Costco twice a month and we stock up on snacks in the back room. It's like, how how does that help? But guess what? We all fall for it. The worst job I ever had had the best snacks and it kept me there for like an additional six months because I was like, well, the, the snacks, they always have those snacks in the back. <laughs> it really is a good selling point because we are all idiots. Okay, next one. My sister is an elementary school teacher and the spelling word her second graders were learning was no, like K-N-O-W. And they had to write it in a sentence. One girl wrote, I know my mom has a boyfriend and she invites him over when my dad's at work. So my sister just had that information through countless parent-teacher conferences and interaction with the interactions with this kid's mother. If this were me, because I like to stir the pot, I would include that note in the folder that I send home for parent-teacher conferences. I'd be like, little Becky is really good at spelling. She learned the word no. Here's her sentence. Also, maybe, I don't think I would actually do that out of like being petty or like wanting to stir the pot. I would kind of want the mom to know because that kid is growing up with severe issues. And if you can prevent that a little bit, just be like, hey, by the way, your second grader knows about your affair and is uh, thinking about it a lot, so much that they're writing it in on their spelling bee paper, I would probably let her know. Okay, uh, this is kind of a similar similar vibe. My mom owns a bakery and sometimes helps with the with deliveries. This delivery was a few days before Father's Day. It can get confusing when you get, we get a delivery over the phone because we are given a name, phone number, charging information, and a delivery address. Luckily, this del- delivery had the name of the sender, pretend name Mary Sue, and receiver, pretend name John Deere. She arrived at the address for John, which was kind of in a weird place with the cake, and a woman answered the door. Uh, hold on. And a, and the woman who answered the door was very confused. No one was expecting a cake from anyone, but the name and address did not match one of the sons, John, in the house. When my mom asked if she knew a Mary Sue, the older lady said she works with her, but was confused why she would be sending a Happy Father's Day cake. Obviously, my mom didn't want to accidentally give the cake to the wrong person, person, so she decided to call Mary, hoping that she would gain some clarity. This is where it gets spicy. Mary was pissed. Apparently, her name was not supposed to be on the order at all. She had been in a secret relationship with John, who lived in the house. Wait, but who is John, who lived in the house? Not the husband? Okay, they had to keep their relationship on the down low because John was a musician, and my mom had now ruined the privacy of their relationship and thus ruined his career. Mary talked about groupies and how John wouldn't be as successful if the fans knew he had a girlfriend. It was so confusing, and my mom really did feel bad, but also thinks it's probably not good to leave the fate of your secret relationship to a bakery. Okay, wait, hold on. Let me me sort this out. So Mary Sue and John Deere are not married. 
when I first read this, I thought it was an affair. Like I thought they were married and then she got a cake for her lover and it was delivered to the wife and it had her name on it. But now it just says he lived in the house. So are they roommates? Are they like, is it a, is it a, is it a hostel? Like they all just sleep there. Do they know each other? Because, okay, let me, let me go back and read this. Oh, I said, okay, okay, sorry. I think earlier in the story, I said that the name and address did not match one of the sons. I don't know, but I don't know if I said that, but that's what I, that's what happened in my brain, but it did match one of the, okay, okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys all probably just yelled at your speakers for the last two minutes of me trying to work that out because I missed basically the most important part of the story, which is it was her son. It was her son. It matched one of the sons in the house. Okay. Oh man, that was, that was not my finest moment. Mary Sue is John Deere's mom and she works. Okay. Okay. No, nope. Still wrong. Still wrong. (laughs) Oh my gosh. How am I not understanding this? Okay. We got to think of another name for the lady who answers the door. We're going to name her Rebecca. So Rebecca is John's mom. Rebecca and Mary work together. Mary sent a cake to the house for John. And Rebecca was like, why would somebody, why would this random lady be sending my son a happy Father's Day cake? And then Mary was mad because their relationship was a secret. Weird detail that the reason it's a secret is because he's a musician and he needs groupies. How famous, is he like a local musician? This this story has taken me on a wild, wild ride. But he must be famous. She says that he's successful because he's single and so he can't have a girlfriend. Is it John Mayer? Like, is that who this woman is? Like, does John Mayer live with his mom and his mom's coworker is banging him? Like, I need more details. And I'm also sorry that I am so stupid that that took me that long to figure out the context of that story. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. All right. Life is hard. There are a lot of seasons of life that can be very, very tough. Sometimes tough seasons come with changes that are even considered positive, like getting a new job or having a baby. Sometimes those things can just bring on a lot of stress and they can be very confusing. They don't have an instruction manual. You know, I just want bullet points of what I can do to help. And sometimes we don't have that. But we do have therapy. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. Sometimes feelings don't make a lot of sense. Something good happens and we feel sad. Something kind of sad happens and we feel better. We don't really know what's going on upstairs. So therapy is the best way to get those skills down. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. And if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. 
All of the things that can feel like roadblocks to starting therapy, BetterHelp can take care of them for you. Like no waiting rooms, no traffic. You can switch at any time. It's more affordable. There's no endless searching for the right therapist. You can learn more and save 10% off of your first month at BetterHelp.com bad. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com bad. Hi, I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. I'm so excited to announce Dear Media's first ever daily show, Good Instincts. If you've ever found it challenging to eat thoughtfully while juggling a busy schedule, then this show is for you. Instead of aiming to simply eat healthier, we'll focus on tips and mindset shifts that streamline the process. Because balance is key. And the less complicated, the better. Join me every Monday through Friday for bite-sized episodes designed to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's do the next one. I had to take a small break after that last story. Had to let my brain recover and reform its shape. But then my microphone is being weird, so I had to switch to a new microphone. So hopefully my voice does not sound super different than it did like 10 seconds ago. But if it did, I apologize. Okay, let's let's keep going. Years ago, I was engaged to a great man I was crazy about and fully intended to marry, but I was also super immature and dumb. And long story short, the relationship ended. For years and years, I would look back and think about the family we were, quote unquote, supposed to have. Flash forward to now, and I'm happily married to an amazing but totally different man, and we have a toddler. Ever since he was born, everyone has commented that he looks nothing like his father. For example, he has two dimples, but no one else in either of our families has dimples. His eyes turn down just slightly at the edges and squint when he smiles, not seen in either of our families. He shares some other features with me, but none with my husband. So we've joked all his life that someone else must be the father. Then it hit me. He looks exactly like my ex-fiance. Dimples, eyes, hair. I could go on and on. Pretty sure there's been a glitch in the simulation and my son is somehow not my husband's, but instead the son my ex-fiance and I were supposed to have. I don't I don't think she actually cheated, but I do think that this would be a funny, <laughs> a funny excuse. Be like, it's magic. I think it's just like a glitch in the matrix. And somehow I have somebody else's kid. It's so weird. <laughs> OK, next one. Welcome to my small town tennis drama. Right when I read that first sentence, I knew I knew I was so in. We've had this high school tennis coach coaching the boys and girls teams in my hometown for years. He is also the only local pro, so everyone takes from him. But there's also a good amount of people that don't take from him and travel to another town to go take from other pros. How dare they? He has always been biased when it comes to the high school teams, meaning he either cuts players that should make the team, but they don't take from him or not putting players on varsity because they don't take from him. He also doesn't show up to practices and some matches because he has his tennis lesson business to get back to to get back to. He also has the girls pay $500 each tennis session for different fees and uniforms. The moms found out that there was a 17,000 that there was $17,000 in the tennis account and he wasn't using any of it and pocketing some of it. Anyway, there have been many other things, but those are the top problems. It's gotten so annoying and has been a lot of people's biggest problem in the last 4 to 5 years. People have always been bugged by it and have always wanted to get him fired to give the kids an equal shot and a good season. Well, good news, they finally did just this last week. They rallied the troops, meaning the moms, and they had them each write a letter to the school district about their experiences with the coach. They eventually got so many letters that he finally, quote unquote, quit, and everyone has felt so relieved. 
if in doubt or need help, rally the moms to get something done. High school sports drama was very prevalent in my life, weirdly, because I went to a high school where there was a lot of like politics in sports. Like a lot of coaches like didn't want their players to like play other sports. And so they would like bench the really good players if like they also played like baseball and football. It ruled my life. I had brothers that were athletes that were like affected by it. But looking back, I truly like I truly felt like it was the most important thing in my life was high school sports and like who got cut from what team. It's just interesting to look back on high school. And I I think about this all the time. Like, what will I tell? Like, what will I tell my kids when they're in high school? Because I look back on my high school experience and I wish somebody would have just told me. First of all, I always say that my my number one advice I would give my high school self is just shut up. Just shut up. You don't have to react so quickly. You don't have to say every dumb thing that comes to your mind. You don't have to talk about people. You don't have to say things to sound cool. Just shut up. But the other thing I wish I could tell my high school self is that it's not a big deal. All of these things that you're worried about are not a big deal. But how do you tell a high schooler that? Because when you're in high school, it truly is your whole world. It's your whole life. Like it, there, There's not a conceivable realm where those things don't matter as much. You know, there's there's not a way to convince a teenager that high school doesn't really matter. And yeah, I just I always think about that because my mom and I talk all the time. Like, I'm like, why didn't you tell me that? She's like, I tried so hard to tell you (laughs) that those things didn't matter, like missing football games or not getting asked to dances or going to you know, hanging out with people that you maybe wouldn't normally hang out with or what people are going to say about you. Like none of it matters. I wish if I could go back to high school, like I said, I would shut up. Second of all, I'd probably do more drugs. I did a total of zero drugs in high school. I would get way better grades. I wish that that had been what I cared about. It's kind of messed up the way our system works that your high school grades really do affect like the rest of your life because there's like three kids in high school who care about their grades. And guess what? They're probably millionaires right now. I just did not care about my grades. I took AP classes, just didn't go to the test, just didn't care, didn't get the college credit that I literally had earned. I just, I was, I was a dumb, very dumb high school kid. I cared a lot about what people thought. I cared, you know, about keeping my core group of friends. I didn't want to be friends with other people. I, I don't know. I just, obviously I'm not, I'm not being too hard on myself. I was 16, but I just don't know how to, I don't know how to tell people that. So if you're in high school, just take my word for it. <laughs> Let me practice on you. How convincing was that speech? How, how convinced are you that high school doesn't matter that much? Just get through it. Be nice to people. Get good grades. Do more drugs. Okay. The next, the next story. My toxic trait is that I don't like people copying me. I need to be my own thing. Well, I'm convinced that my uncle's wife's sister is copying me and it's so dumb, but I'm so bothered by it. I'm nothing special. I have a private Instagram, but she does follow me. Our first babies are both girls and we had them on the same due date. Obviously that wasn't planned, but it started my irritation. Years later, I had my second baby, a boy. For his newborn pictures, I had them at a specific studio and a specific hat. Mind you, it was not a common colored hat for a boy. A couple months later, she announced she was pregnant with a boy as well. Cool. Except she got induced on my son's birthday, which means she picked that date, which was weird. Then the newborn pictures pop up. Same studio, same colored hat. Now I'm suspicious. Fast forward to my son's second birthday and we do pictures featuring his favorite Pixar character. Can you guess what her son's birthday pictures were the next year? Same character, same theme. Now I'm mad. 
She posted a lot on how she was done having kids. Cool. Good for her. Two is a great number. But I announced my third pregnancy four years later. And then four months after that, she announced a third pregnancy. And that's when I threw my hands up and thought, I'm insane. There are so many little moments where I post about something fun my kids do or on a va- or we're on a vacation and then suddenly she will throw up something similar. Maybe I'm paranoid, but it feels a little too personal. And again, I am not cool, so I don't get it. <laughs> Apparently you are cool, by the way. I don't want you speaking about yourself in that manner. However, I will never understand why people like do things knowing that they copied it from somebody. Sometimes I will like look at an outfit on Pinterest or like I follow a couple girls that like I I will try and kind of copy their outfits. But as far as like lifestyle choices, I just don't I don't know why people feel comfortable participating in things that they know they took from somebody else. Like if here, here's my advice, if you find yourself doing this a lot, because you know when you do it, you know when you're copying somebody, you know when you are directly getting an idea from somebody, which, by the way, I can I, I truthfully don't feel like this has ever happened to me. Like I've had somebody copying everything I do. I've had things happen like with the podcast where people like things will pop up and they feel like similar to my podcast or like they'll phrase things like that has happened before, but I don't it doesn't really bother me, but I get why things like this, like with your kids and stuff like that is way more annoying than anything that happens with a job. But if you find yourself having an idea that you know is directly from somebody else, just expand on it. It's normal to take inspiration from people around you. It's normal to discuss similar things with, with people and things that are going on and pop culture and topics like this. Now I'm kind of talking more about the podcast, but if you find yourself copying somebody, just just take it one step further. Just change it. Just make it your own. So it's not a direct ripoff. If I know that I've copied someone, like if I know that I'm taking, I'm taking way too much inspiration from somebody, I'm like, I'm sick over it. I get so, I get, yeah, I don't like that feeling. So I don't know. I, again, I understand inspiration and using similar ideas, but if you're doing that, just open it up a little bit, add something to it, take something away, make it a little bit different. You don't have to copy people. Exactly. You are cool. You are creative. And also the person who submitted this story, I think you're, you're justified. I get that. I would be bugged. I would be, I would be, maybe it's petty. Maybe this is a petty, petty princess, but, uh, I, I stand by it. Okay. Uh, let's do this one. And then maybe let's do some dumb, dumb clubs. Let's dive in. I got some, some new submissions, so maybe we should do that. Okay. Last uh, small scale gossip story. All right. I've got to be honest. This is more like medium scale drama, but it's too good not to share. And sorry, it's a little long. This past weekend, two of my friends and I were talking about people involved in pyramid schemes. One of my friends told a story about when she was on a date with a guy at a coffee shop. Another couple approached them and talked to them for like 45 minutes. She thought they were trying to get them to be a part of their pyramid scheme, but thought it was weird that they weren't pushing a product too hard. At this point in her story, my other friend says, do you think they were swingers? And it started to click. My friend described the couple more and mentioned the husband's name was, I don't want to say it just in case, was Kyle. That's not a name. Or that's not his name. Hold on. Is this the Kyle you're talking about? And I showed her a picture. It was, in fact, him. Kyle is my coworker. This is wild in and of itself since Kyle seems like the most vanilla guy you'd ever meet and his wife is a sweetie. So you might ask, why do you think they're swingers? Let me tell you. Another one of my friends says that she sees Kyle and his wife at that coffee shop regularly talking with other couples, but this girl has never been approached because she always comes alone. 
Kyle kept texting texting my friends Dane, asking him when they could meet up, but never mentioned any products or pyramid scheme stuff. They just wanted to hang out. Sure. One of my other coworkers was recently hired and was shocked to see Kyle on her first day. When we asked why, she told me how he and his wife had approached her and her husband at a park. Kyle must have gotten her husband's number and kept asking to meet up. This is kind of scaring me. My coworker thought then, then that it was some kind of sex thing and and <laughs> and felt weird that he was texting her husband. But when she was telling the story, my other coworkers and I reassured her that Kyle was just a friendly guy and not weird like that. Now, though, I'm not sure. If that doesn't convince you, this one did it for me. Kyle and his wife have had two babies back to back in the last year and a half. They've been married and both babies were a surprise. Kyle said they hadn't been trying and I'm not going to say it's a coincidence, but the little girl doesn't look much like him. That'd be crazy if two of these, if this was the same story as the other one and they've like, they've all been swinging together. Anyway, there you go. My small to medium scale drama. I'm keeping an ear open and trying to figure out if Kyle and his wife are for sure swingers. Also, they're not from Utah. They're not Mormon. So this is separate from that TikTok, TikTok drama. And it's crazy to think I may know someone who swings. Also trying to interact normally with Kyle at work, even though I now, even though I feel like I know a secret, LOL. Can't wait to listen to this episode. I have no beef with how people uh, choose to proceed in their sex life. You know, consent and communication are key. That's from that sex therapist on TikTok. However, I do feel a little ripped off that I don't know anybody who swings and I've also never been asked to swing. What's going on? Why have none of you asked me? Why have why do none of you care? Why do none of you think that I might be into it? <laughs> I'm not into it and I'd probably say no, but I just want to be invited. You know, it's like going to a, a an event. I, I want to be invited. I want to say no, but I still want to know that you want me there. You know, I just I don't feel like I know enough I don't know enough swingers and I feel like it would keep my life a little bit more interesting. So if you want to give Kyle me and Matt's number, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I do find the swinging community fascinating. Mom talk really did blow that up. I know it's always been really popular here in Utah, but again, I don't know any of them. So maybe it's not. It's kind of like that rumor that went around on TikTok about soaking or yeah, soaking docking, whatever, whatever people call it. <laughs> like it's, it's like Utah lore. I don't really know anybody who's done it, but we've all talked about it forever. Like it's always been like, oh, did they, did they soak? The answer is always no. I don't know anybody who's done it. If you've done it, will you tell me, will you guys submit it to me? You can tell, you can tell me anonymously. You can tell me on this, this submission form if you want. Because I just don't know anybody who does. And that's how I feel about swingers. That's why the mom talk thing was so interesting because it was people coming forward saying that they had done it. And uh, yeah, it just it sometimes feels like a weird little like a weird rumor that we're all saying happens, but we don't really know happens. Does that make sense? Anyway, that's that's our small scale drama. Let's read a few dumb, dumb club submissions. Let the let the education begin. Maddie, for years, I have been decorating my porch for fall with potted mums, and every year they die in like five days because I forgot to water them. Oops. This year, while Googling how to keep mums alive longer than a week, I realized that mums are chrysanthemums. I don't know how I just put this together, but it's embarrassing because I wear a necklace with a chrysanthemum almost on a daily since it's my son's birth flower. Pretty wild. I did not know that either, but also my 
my flower knowledge is limited. I, I, I won't try and say that I knew a lot and that shocked me, but I, I didn't know that. And my dad plants a lot of flowers. So I feel like I maybe would have overheard that, that little fun fact. Okay, next. I'm 26 years old and I just barely learned it is not illegal to remove your mattress tag. The warning on the tag stating it is illegal to remove is for manufacturers and not consumers. I learned this because I ripped mine off the other day and I felt a rush of adrenaline because I thought it was illegal. (laughs) I remember ripping off the tag as a kid and going into my mom's room in a total panic because I thought for sure the FBI was going to come come get me. All right. This is something my sister did, but she listens. So I hope she hears it. For a whole semester at college, my my sister washed her clothes with Finnish dish tabs because she thought they were off-brand Tide Pods. Also, if you're wondering if they work, they don't and they stain your clothes. Uh, yeah, my I think my first I, I did make the classic mistake the first like week I moved out of my mom's house where I where I put dish soap like liquid dish soap in my dishwasher. Um, that was a bad move. However, I will tell you guys a fun fact that I just learned. If I shouldn't do this, don't tell me because it worked really well. So I have one of those like cloud couches. Well, it's like a dupe. I got it. Anyway, I got one of those cloud couches and the cushions, it's white and the cushions come off. So I'd like to wash the cushions, you know, to get it nice and sparkly clean. And Meg gave me some Folex, F-O-L-E-X, because you're supposed to like spray it on stains and then you can like vacuum it up. Guys, I put a little Folex in the, in the washing machine with, whoa, with the uh, with the cushions and it worked wonders. Again, if I'm not supposed to do that, please don't tell me because I really like how clean my couch is right now. All right, next. I'm 25 years old and I just learned that the term is undescended testicle, not unscented testicle. People have always said it's so freaking fast that I couldn't tell and I never knew why that affected things to such an extent. I found out when watching a stand-up video on Instagram yesterday, thanks to the subtitles, there is no rush quite like watching something with subtitles and catching a new detail. I watch everything with subtitles, every TV show, every movie, every video online, everything, because you get so many more details. And where would we be as a society if we didn't know that it was undescended testicle and not unscented? We'd be in a real, a real bind. Okay. I just found out that Mumbai and Bombay are the same city. Bombay is the anglicized version of Mumbai. I found this out by watching Indian matchmaking on Netflix and they were using Mumbai and Bombay interchangeably. So I had to Google it. Google is our friend. Google is our friend. Up until last year, (laughs) up until last year, I thought that Washington, D.C. was the capital of Washington state. I had no idea that they were separate states. Honestly, why did we do that to ourselves? Oh, this is one that I want to talk about because we've had it before and I've been corrected on it so many times. Uh, the submission says, I just learned that the little black things at the bottom of shower curtains are weights and not magnets. I thought they were just weak magnets that sucked at sticking to the bathtub. Okay, so they are magnets, but most of our tubs are not magnetic. So that's why they just act as weights to weigh the shower curtain down. For like old, like older tubs, they are magnetic. I don't know what the material is that's in them. Uh, I guess like what's magnetic? Nickel? Uh, iron? Maybe iron? I have no clue what magnetic metals are. Uh, but they are magnets. I've, I've said this one before and I've said they are weights and people have been swift to correct me. Oh, this is one I like to clear up that the intro song says, who is she? Not, oh shit. That's a, that's a common one that people get confused about. 
I don't know if this is true, but I'm going to share it. Last summer, I learned that there are no such thing as wild cows. Every cow you see is domesticated and owned by a human. We were driving through a foresty area and there were lots of cows around, but they were all tagged. I wondered aloud who would go through the process of tagging wild cows. But my friends proceeded to explain that these cows all belong to a farmer and they were in the woods to feed for the summer and that there are no wild cows. There has got to be at least one wild cow. We have we have documentation for every single cow. There is no way that that's true. All right. This last one is pretty good and one that I never realized. And it feels right. Today, I learned that when you feed a child and you make the food a train, it's because it chew chews. You're trying to get them to chew. I'm a full adult and I never made the connection before I saw my mother-in-law feed my toddler. I mean, it makes sense. I don't know if I believe that's the reason, but I can I can get behind it. All right. That is all we have time for today. I love you guys so much. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for submitting. Thanks for posting and rating and reviewing and doing all of the things that keep me going. Uh, within the next couple of weeks, we will definitely be doing a holiday family drama episode. So keep an eye out during the holidays for wild things that are going on because we are going to have to dish after it happens. So I will see you guys next week. Uh, yeah, again, I love you. Be safe, be kind, be hot. I know that I forgot it a couple of weeks ago. I said that last week, but uh, somebody posted in the Facebook group that if I don't say it, then they will be dangerous, mean, and ugly all week. So remember to be safe, be kind, be hot. I'll see you in a week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you. So please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind the scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.